All right, everyone. Today we'll be talking about the um, protocol of a miracle. Uh, can it be duplicated? You know. Uh, so here's a process that I've been playing with for a while, and uh, you know, and of course, if you want to test it, you got to get it out to more people to test, not just a you know closed session of uh, one or two people. So anyway, it's a very simple process. But first of all, I have to ask you, have you ever, excuse all the mess behind me, my other desk is in the nice area. <laughs> so um, have you ever had a miracle in your life? Have you ever had that experience of a magic where you, you know, one of those unexplainable events that when they happen, you know, um, I just move this behind me. Yay, look at that, look at that, just like downtown. All right, low tech. Uh, I was going to do a, and this is mainly for me, we'll have notes for this uh, in a little while, you know, uh, later. But those unexplained things, maybe your work. So what is a miracle to you? Like when situations happen, and then when you, and it turned out perfectly, or if it, the really cool ones sometimes are, it didn't work out the way you wanted, but it worked out even better long-term, right? Or those ones, it's like you were just in the right place at the right time to meet the person that could, you know, offer you the job, or you met your soulmate, or, you know, whatever it happened to be. So what is that miracle to you, right? And if you've had one of those, in your life, and most people, when I talk to them, they've had one or two of those in, in the course of their life. Um, and so I want to see if I can get a better light here. So if, you know, so when you think about that, what was one of those miracles? You know, you were in the right place at the right time. Um, and we all had a lot of them, whatever they happened to be. Um, so I want you to write down or think about a couple of them. Very simple, you know, and in different areas, you know. Um, how I got started in doing all this, by the way, doing trainings and being active in the hypnosis world. Uh, you know, I took NLP training back in the mid-80s, early 80s, because it was easier to find NLP training back then than it was uh, hypnosis trainings. You know, Tony Robbins stuff was taken off. Uh, it was big in the business community. That's how I found it, NLP for sales. And so I was really getting into the NLP. And I stumbled across hypnosis again. I, I read hypnosis books in high school, always found it fascinating, didn't do anything with it. But then surprisingly, I got a, um, a flyer in the mail from the National Guild of Hypnotists, right? Because uh, I'd taken their two-day, I tell you, two-day certification course, 16 hours, which is actually like eight, not even eight hours of training. Uh, this is back in like early 80s, right? And uh, because I got on their mailing list, I'm just like, oh, this could be fun. And the only reason I went was they had a firewalk. It was the first year they were at Nashua, New Hampshire, right? Because I missed the one the year before in Boston. But they were in Nashville, New Hampshire, and they were going to do a firewalk, you know, the night before the conference, Thursday night before the conference, right? 
George Bien was going to lead a firewalk. And I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. I wanted to do a firewalk. In fact, I, I'm, I was going to go to the Tony Robbins firewalk experience. Um, that's even back before he called it unlimited, uh, whatever he calls it, unlimited power, whatever that weekend is. He was, it was the firewalk experience. But each time he offered it in the Chicago area, I was busy and I just, I just, my, my schedule never aligned, right? So that's kind of cool. So I said, well, I'm going to go to this conference. It looks kind of interesting and all this hypnosis stuff, no NLP. And back in those days, there were the, the, the two camps were at war. You had NLP and you had hypnosis. They did not communicate. They did not like each other, right? So anyway, I only went to do the firewalk. And I thought, well, if I'm going all the way out there to do this firewalk, I should stay for the conference, the three-day conference, and just see what happens, right? And so, uh, because I wanted to do different things, you know, and I, I, I decided I wanted to do some talks and trainings in NLP. And the NLP world was rather congested. I will use the term congested. There were a lot of people in it, you know. And just like hypnosis, a lot of people come in, not many people stay long term. But anyway, and I was doing some stuff with the Society of NLP and uh, there's a group in Chicago. It was fun. So I go to the National Guild of Hypnotists to do the firewalk. And as we're doing the firewalk, I start chatting up this person next to me. Right. And he wasn't doing the firewalk. And I'm like, why aren't you doing the firewalk? He goes, well, I'm not really, you know, I'm just here to make sure everything's going well. And so we start chatting for the, about the next 20 minutes while they're prepping the firewalk and all that cool stuff. Well, the guy turned out to be Elsa Meldridge, who is the, you know, the guy that put, used to put together the National Guild of Hypnotist conferences. And we start talking. I told him I was into NLP, not so much hypnosis. I liked hypnosis uh, and that. He goes, well, we've, we've wanted people to teach NLP here. No one's really offered to teach it, right? And so within... By the end of the conference, you know, they'd already, I, I talked to him, then I met Dwight, and I met George Bien, and before the weekend was over, you know, I was on, on board to teach at the next conference, and then the year after that, I started doing the pre and post, and it was, it, I don't, I, looking back, I have no idea how that, how that happened. That was not the reason I was going there, right? It was something I wanted, but I didn't know how I was going to get there, right? And so, We've all had those kind of experiences, whether it's in your business life, your personal life, whatever it is. You meet the right person at the right time, right? Uh, money comes to you unexpectedly, right? And usually when you've had this miracle experience, when it's over and you look back on it, one reason I think you perceive it as a miracle or magic is it didn't follow the way that we think it should. You know, if you went through educational systems, in the Western world, Western education, we're taught to be didactic. Step one, step two, and you know, here I'm teaching protocol, and it's got steps. Step one, step two, step three. I mean, that's the way we're taught, right? And so you make a plan, and you're going to do that, 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 that. And sometimes it turns out that way. But what about those things you want to have happen? And A, you don't know what the plan is to get there. I don't know how this is going to happen, right? Or B, you know, you've tried the plan and the plan doesn't work, right? Our dear friend, the NLP, our dear friend Tony Robbins says, 
you have to let go of the tyranny of how, right? He's the first guy I ever heard put it that way. You know, that we, and then of course, Neville Goddard talks a lot about that, about, you know, if you're into Christian religion, uh, there's those quotes, I have ways you know not of, you know, I know what you, I'm screwing these quotes up, but I, I know what you wanted before you spoke it, right? So if you believe in that kind of thing, if there's ways you don't know how, and, you know, when it, when those pieces fall together and you look back, you're like, how did this happen, right? Well, maybe one of the things that happened in your head is you remove that, well, it has to happen this way, right? You want to become a keynote artist, you know, give, give keynote speeches. You have to do this. 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 That may be true, right? But what about you're just in the right place at the right time and, you know, you get to step in and do something different, right? And so, so I want you to think about that, right? So what is, so I want you to think about a couple of times you've had a miracle experience, right? And what it was, maybe, you know, maybe, like I said, it was in a business situation. Maybe it was in your personal life. <clears throat> maybe it was in your physical life. You met the, you know, you met the trainer. You needed to get in shape, whatever it happened to be, right? Uh, money came to you unexpectedly that you needed, right? And basically it's unexplainable, right? So what is a miracle experience or two, right? So just think about those, a couple of those. Now, what I want you to do is pick one of those and step into the pre the pre-miracle feeling you had, like, I really want this to happen. Uh, and maybe you've made plans or you can visualize the outcome and you don't know the plan yet, right? But, but that step into the what you see, what you hear, and what you feel of what that pre-miracle is, right? Right, that pre-miracle, right? And so you have that. So you know, you know, and how you felt before. Maybe you were lost, maybe you were desperate, you know? Uh, as one of the groups I'm very active in always says, uh, once you've gotten the gift of desperation, you free yourself from the from tyranny. Because most humans only take action when when we have to a lot of times. So you know, so what's that pre miracle experience, right? And then what I want you to do is now jump to the end of you. You've experienced the miracle, right? And once you really realize it, the money came to you, you met, you met that person, you know it was going to be right, you got the job, whatever it happened to be, right? And then how did you feel once that set in? You know, was it thankfulness, gratitude, love? What We all have different words and they're your words, but where did you feel it in your body? Like, yes, this worked out, right? And you didn't know how. And you're like, how did I do that? Why did, why that day did I pick up the newspaper that I never read and it had a one ad for the perfect job I needed at that moment, right? Or you happen to mention to a stranger at wherever you were and, you know, uh, uh, that you needed a job or you were looking to change careers. And they said, well, I have a friend who knows someone. Next thing you know, you're in a new career, whatever it was. So step into the post-miracle, maybe that feeling of gratitude, 
right? And then as you're in that post-miracle feeling, imagine looking back on how you were when you were getting ready, when this process started, to where you are now, to where this post-miracle happens. And if you could imagine a neurological pathway in your head, you know, we always talk about neuroplasticity and creating new neurons. Maybe you've created a neural pathway like a miracle network, a magic network, right? And now what I want you to do is just kind of think about a miracle you would like to have happen in your life, whatever it happens to be. What's a miracle you'd like to have happen in your life that you're working on, right? And what I want you to do is bring up that VAK of the miracle that you did have happen. How did you feel when you were really ready to start the process so that miracle could happen, right? And so step into that feeling, right? And, and just lock that in. And now in your mind, or if we were doing this standing up physically, physically jump to like you've the, the miracle has happened. You've gotten a job, you met the person, you're in the position, you got the check, whatever it is. You don't know how, and that's important. You're, you're not thinking about the how, just that my, the rush of gratitude that you would get like you got in the last miracle. Maybe you feel it in your heart, your stomach, your head, maybe it's all of these, what color is it? And feel that gratitude. Right. Looking back over this process, realizing that the steps were taken care of for you. Right. And now stay in that positive visual, auditory, kinesthetic feeling. Right. And let go of how it has to happen. And then the easy, what I would suggest, then just kind of throw your head back, and I'm going to walk everybody through it again. Throw your shoulders back, throw your head back. Take a deep breath. And just imagine you're at the edge of the universe. And in this edge of the universe, you can see the Earth. It's a small blue dot. You can see the sun, all the other planets. And you realize that there's an order to things that we don't have to understand but you can experience it and things change, you know? And when you break free of the boundaries of like, let's say the earth, everything changes. When you got into, if you went into space, just hundred and something miles out, the rules of gravity no longer apply. Something that in this, where we are right now, right? In this mode of reality we are right now on the planet, if you just went a couple of hundred miles away up into space, those rules no longer apply, right? You're pretty much weightless. And so what if there's other rules that we don't understand once you break free of the boundaries of where we are right now? Maybe that's where those terms like, I, I have ways you know not of, right? 
And you can let go of the tyranny of how and just experience having the miracle happen, that transformation. And bring all of that back together. All right. Well, that is the miracle process or protocol, procedure, um, whatever we want to call it. Um, so now I'm going to walk everybody through it. I'm going to do it again. Um, so again, now just this one I want you to experience. So take it if you're watching this or listening to this uh, where you need your conscious awareness, of course, don't do that. But take a deep breath, close your eyes. And realize that you've experienced miracles in the past. Right? And step into one of those miracle experiences. You met the person that introduced you to the job you wanted at the time or needed at the time. Money came to you in an unexpected way. Whatever it is. But a miracle happened. And step into that feeling of when the miracle happened and feel the gratitude you felt when you had the check, you had the job, you got the relationship, whatever that miracle was, you went, yes. And it was unexplainable at the conscious level. And now jump back to the beginning of when you needed this miracle to happen, you needed that job, you needed that check, you needed whatever it was. And maybe you were at wit's end, maybe you didn't have a plan or the plan you had wasn't working, whatever it was, step into that, right? And then jump all the way back into, again, that when the miracle happened, and maybe there's a neurological pathway your brain is beginning to develop, especially if you've had multiple experiences of these unexplainable experiences. And now think about something you want to have happen. Maybe you need a miracle in your life. Financial miracle, an emotional miracle, a spiritual miracle, physical miracle. And if you're really ready to let go of the tyranny of how, and you're really ready to allow the universe, the great spirit, to lead you in a different direction or a new direction, jump all the way to the end so you've, you've accomplished it. You just see the end result. You've gotten the check. You met the person. You got the job whatever it is, your, your schedule, scheduling book is full the way you want. You've gotten the role you want. So you're feeling those feelings. And you don't know how this happened. And you look back on that you that was making this plan. And you just begin to feel that gratitude that it was accomplished. And you stay in that positive attitude of gratitude, feeling a blessing, 
thinking you're the luckiest man or woman alive. And you're really ready to let go of how. And imagine drifting up to the edge of the stratosphere of Earth. And the moment you break that stratosphere level, gravity loses its power. And just realize that maybe there's rules to the universe that we don't understand that operate differently if you're in a different realm. And maybe you can break free and let go of the tyranny of how and just accept that the changes can happen in a way that can surprise and delight you. Good. That's right. And now, just drifting and dreaming, floating. Begin to acknowledge all the other little miracles that can happen that will build into the bigger miracle. Good. Now, taking a deep breath. Coming back. Good. Good. All right. All right. All right. Welcome back. All right. All right. All right. So that is, I don't know, I call it the miracle protocol, process, procedure. Yeah. Um, So we'll have the steps and I'll, I'll write them out better. And uh, so you'll be able to get those, but have some fun with that, you know, to, uh, to see what you can do with it, right? And again, think about some of those little miracles that you've had, right? Um, I'll open it up for discussion. We'll keep the recording going because sometimes people like discussions, um, but, <clears throat> I mean, I've had many, I'm sure you've all had many, but I still remember the one <clears throat> where I was at wit's end. I'd just been sober a little while. Uh, got let go from a job I had and it had nothing to do with, I'd been sober, just the company changed so that a bunch of us were let go. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just knew I, I wanted to make good money and I didn't know how. And uh, that's the one where I opened up a newspaper. I never read, this was back in the early eighties, right? But I opened up the newspaper that I never read, and there was a one ad that just spelled out exactly what I was looking for, right? So I picked up the phone, I called, I actually got the general manager on the line, how that happened. And he goes, I usually don't take these calls, but his assistant was out. So he was taking the call. And so I start talking to him and it went from just a general conversation. He's like, can you start like the day after tomorrow? Come in tomorrow, do the paperwork, and we'll start you the day after. Right. So I, I came in 
it's just one of those. I went in and I'm telling them that. And of course, then the assistant wanted to do all that. And I go, and his, and that guy said, no, no, I've already hired him. Now we just got to, you know, check the boxes. He's, he's, he's starting. Right. It was a great job. I, mean, I was making, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was my first big job in tech when I was doing tech. I sold, I sold uh, maintenance, maintenance programs on mainframe IBMs back in the, in the mid, mid, early to mid eighties. Right. And so it was, it was great. Uh, so, and we've all had those, those kind of things, you know, how, how you, that happened to you. So open it up for discussion. So that's the miracle protocol. Talk about either the protocol, what you think of it, how you're going to use it. Maybe short version of a miracle you've had in your life. Miss Carrie. I love this. I really love this. And there's what you pr just provided by using this approach was uh, a solution to an issue I'm sure all of us who see clients encounter. And that is when you're dealing with a client who feels they don't deserve and they self-sabotage a lot. Um, it's a way of getting them to let go of that and work around it by uh, visualizing. I, I especially loved the analogy of drifting up into space and breaking through the zone of gravity so that laws no longer apply. Natural law no longer applies. Anything can happen. You can have anything. Because sometimes I will hear from people who are so desperately depressed that they can't think of one good thing they can't you know and then you have to try and kind of coach them into well if you could think of something what would it be what would your dream be if you could have that and this just creates that structure so beautifully so i just wanted to i i think that's awesome cool yeah I agree with Carrie. It was such a beautiful way that it was laid out and it, the steps were so simple. Um, I, I'm also really thankful that you ran through it a second time. This first time I was, you know, furiously taking notes and, yeah. and then I, I was actually able to receive it. And for me personally, uh, it was interesting because as you said, okay, now step into a miracle. I had one specific one picked out. It's actually when I got into my hypnosis course, like I had tried every way to, to make it happen and nothing, nothing worked. And so I had kind of given up on it and, and then it was truly a miracle. Everything just fell into place and it worked out better than I ever thought it would. But it was neat. I noticed as I was sitting in that miracle, my mind was also at the same time showing me other ones in different areas, you know, other times where I needed money to show up other times where, um, you know, I didn't even look at it as a miracle. But when I quit smoking, I went and opened up a newspaper at a newspaper that I never, ever, ever read. And there was a horoscope, which I never, ever read newspaper <laughs> horoscopes. And it was like two lines. It said, you need to adjust your lifestyle, your health is going to suffer. And quitting smoking hadn't been wasn't something I was actively working towards. And I quit the next day and I haven't touched a cigarette in 11 years. Right. So it was just neat the way that 
all these other miracles kind of presented themselves and showed up. And as I was looking at that neural pathway, the word that came up, came through for me louder than anything I've ever experienced, which is probably a miracle in and of itself, is trust. Trust. In order to let go of the tyranny of how it, it for me anyways, it takes a, a trust. So that was really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and it, it gave you a confirmation that you made a good choice. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Also, one other thing that comes to mind is not only in manifesting, but I think of I've had so many more than I choose to count times when <clears throat> I've had a close call and I should have been killed in a traffic accident, in weird things that have happened, house fire or whatever, that I somehow escaped unscathed, that the miracle was that I'm still standing because the right, um, the right circumstances occurred that this bad thing happened and yet I walked through it to the other side, including cancer, which changed my life so completely to I am who I am and where I am today because of it. But it was a, initially would have been looked at as a very negative occurrence in my life. And um, when someone's having a hard time getting into the attitude of gratitude and you look at something like that, you go, holy crap, I have nothing to complain about. So, you know, that's the other side, even approaching it. For, I know we don't focus on negative things. But that negative became very positive. It created a whole positive situation in our life. You know, uh, very, and I agree with you 100%. When I was uh, looking at this, and I tell you, I, I, I was in a really um, deep trance. But what I got from it as well is that when I'm, this is how you can combine the biblical sense as well as what we do right now and together. Because, yep. uh, because all of us went through miracles. Now, we might not call them miracles, but we all went through miracles. Money comes in or something takes place or give you a great miracle right now. I was, my car has been driving terrible. What have been driving? Taking it to everywhere, taking it to the shop, nothing's going on. Guy told me, hey, John, you know, your tires are bought. I said, how's my tires bought? My tires are brand new. He said they're bought. I never checked my tires to be truly honest with you. I don't know why. He said, Yeah, man, driving car, man, you'd be dead next. And then he said, I'm surprised that you didn't like roll over your truck. You didn't, you know, blow out your tires because there's no threat on your tires at all. I said, That's highly impossible, right? But for me, that was a miracle because he explained to me, I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with my tires. So now, you know, my car is part trying to get new tires because my tires are brand new. I got them a year ago, drove 3,000 miles, and they're bought, right? But now I can take something down. And of course, working for Tony Robbins, that was a freak by accident. How did that happen? I worked with some of the top guys in the freaking world. I mean, meeting Dr. H was out there. And I was talking to a buddy of mine. I'm like, this new NLP stuff. Man, this one guy that does it uh, from Portage, Indiana, named Horton, Dr. Horton. So I've never heard of the guy. He's great. 
like, okay, great. Called him up and and the, and 25 years later, the rest is history. But now I can take the biblical side of it and this side and, and combine it together, especially when I start working with people, which I do right now, people who love God. But they don't, they they think that NLP is a little bit different, right? It, mm -hmm. it, 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 it is not of God, but it really is. So what you did was a great job. I loved it tremendously. In my, in my one group, they, I drive everybody crazy because one of my things is after you introduce yourself, like, hi, I'm Will, I won't go into it. But I always say, and I'm one of the luckiest men alive. So when the, they bought me my anniversary cake, it said that. Dr. Will, one of the luckiest men alive. That's awesome. And I stole that from someone else because the guy used to say it all the time. I go, I like that. You know, I like that. I'm gonna... I, yeah. Isn't that true? I like oh. to think it's, it's my imagination is that, and I'm, I am and I'm not and I'm whatever. I, I don't know. That we're all here, everybody, every single person on the face of the planet that we encounter, not that we're encountering everybody, but that we encounter is there to guide us or teach us or tell us something. You know, Absolutely. I have no idea what, you know, but it is. Even at the grocery store, the the clerk, maybe I'm there to you know, be nice to her so she doesn't go out and smash her car. But that it is my job, it is my responsibility to be kind to other people. So, yeah, and people are going to be jerks to me. I get it. I'm real. I'm not an angel. But, you know, I get that people are who they are and I am who I am too. And so I believe that these miracles happen not just by me, but by by all of us. You know, I had a room this this was the miracle i focused on that we all have to work together in and and then we will achieve what we want and not in a uh take 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 bad manner but as in a reciprocal manner somehow reciprocal and in in ways that we know not of maybe and um i was going to boston this year and i called for some reason, I don't know why, miracle, called Boston and or uh, Marlboro and said, you know, I'm coming. I oh, my reason was I'm going to be arriving late, but I didn't want to do that. And my my family said, you better do that. You better do that. I'm like, they know, they know, but I did it anyways to quiet them. And I called and they said, we don't have your reservation. I said, I made it right away. I made this reservation in a nice way. And they're like, we have nothing. They checked. They had nothing. They said they were booked up. They had no rooms. There was nothing, nothing, nothing. I pulled over because I thought, well, they're not going. You know, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to drive all the way to Massachusetts and not have a room. But I didn't tell say that to the person. I just said, well, I'm one of the... Uh, people that's teaching, you know, and are you, are you sure, you know, and nope, they transferred me to someone else. Nope. We don't have record of you paying. And I, we don't even, it's not even that I didn't pay. They didn't have record of me. They asked me to find my email. Guess what? Couldn't find it. So, you know, but I saw it and which means I probably deleted it or something. I don't know how to check the credit card stuff. I don't know how to do that. 
So, and I, I told them like, I don't know. And an hour later I pulled over and the um, one girl called me back, the GM who was supposed to leave at five o'clock and it was already three 30. And so she called me back at four 30 and she said, we'll make sure you have a room. No problem. We're going to give you the discount of the rate that the NGH has. No problem. They had to call their big place. I don't know, just to make sure I could have the, the discounted rate. Miracle, miracle, miracle. Cause I really wanted to go. I really wanted to be there, but I had released, like Dr. Will said, released any expectation of going mm. or not going. I wanted to go, but if it worked out a different way, I had decided I was going to go now somewhere else. If I couldn't go to Marlboro and and have my reservation and, and be able to teach. I was going to have a long weekend someplace and have fun and do life that way. So I was good either way. And but they provided the room, they provided the miracle. It was great. And I did think it was a miracle in that moment after it had all happened. And I was grateful and I was gratitude to the people. I didn't have an attitude. Cause I didn't know if it was my fault. Didn't know if it was her fault. I think it's her fault. And, but you know, and it didn't matter whose fault it was. I just thought it'll be solved one way or another. So I gave up expectation. Maybe I gave up the rules of, of the universe like Dr. Will described, but that was the miracle I used now to float over to, I want a hundred thousand dollar or more contract from a big organization. And I use that neural pathway, even when we were going back and forth, like remember here and then here and then here. And I was going back and forth and then I put it, oh, here's my 100,000. Oh, I remember when I wanted it and now I have it and I'm so happy, but I don't know how I'm gonna get it. And I know that it'll be kindness along the way and interaction and that all these angel people like you will, help me get it and help me have it in ways that you don't even know or I know the end <laughs> and, uh, you know Dr. H you know um, you mentioned the guy uh, I think his name is Neville Goddard yeah right. is that his name I've been listening to him now for about the last year I've, I've never even heard of the guy right I like what he teaches right I like that he teaches that uh, that it is the God in you that that which you actually create your miracles. Most people they look for a God in the sky, form in the sky, and trying to figure it that out, but it's really not because based on your faith, that's what you get inside your life. But that's based on your faith. Some people have that the doubt and the fear and the stress and the worry, the doubt and the naysayers. Throw away those crazy ass people, right? What I focus on is the God in me and to have a knowing that is going to take place. If you focus on Jesus, right? The, the people, people uh, focus on Jesus. God, God gave them a, a plan of what to do, like to turn water into wine. What Jesus did, what he said was, thank you, Father. And then what he did was, he didn't have a hope, a wish, he had a knowing. And he just did it, right? So the how part was out of the, was just out of the question. He didn't care about how he did it. If Jesus said it, if God said it, he would just do it, right? A lot of us have to figure out the how how to do it, or what's going to take place. That's bullshit. I like Never Got It. I, I, I listen to him once a day. I go through a little video on YouTube, and I take some notes, and I'm like, I like this because most times Christianity, they teaches us there's God in us, but we have to focus on the God outside of us. 
but we never met this guy outside of us yet. I don't know. That's just my craziness that I'm thinking right now. But never got her. That guy's the bomb. And then he was back in the was it 20s and 30s? That guy's the bomb. I, I bet he was an outcast back then. But that guy, his teaching, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I love him. And if you guys look at the Bible, if you if you read the Bible, I read the Bible. If you read the Bible, every story, when they create miracles, they change their state. It has to be a positive state. It has to be a higher vibration. That's how they get miracles. So if you look at everybody in the Bible, if they're negative or, or, or backbiting or cussing or whatever, they're not really doing anything. All of the Bible greats, they had to change their mindset. So I watch. So I do the modeling and the, and the patterns. I'm, I'm, now look at patterns. The Bible have phenomenal patterns of people who are drunken. They change their state, and now they're ruling things. Interesting. That's such a cool observation, Doctor John. Like interesting. You're, yeah, you're right. Like I'm no expert I mean, in the Bible, the Bible, but and so my yeah. biggest thing about it is, if that's the case, why can't we do this? Why can't we model that pattern and be in a higher vibration? But a higher vibration is not that slavery. And slavery to me is negative thinking, doubt, worry. It's not going to take place. Hanging around negative people. those That is a lower vibration. But if you be in the spirit and the higher one, that's when everybody in the Bible created success. You know, it's neat you're bringing this up. I'm reading these books by the Arbinger Institute, and, and they're all about leadership and self-deception and the outward mindset and the anatomy of peace. And they all talk about exactly what you're talking about, but they word it a little differently, of course, and it's called the outward mindset. It's when you stop, it, it, basically in a nutshell, when you look at everything as what can I do for you rather than what can this do for me or yes. how can this serve you know, it even uses an example in the anatomy of peace of the uh, of a uh, war, and and you can have a heart that's at peace or a heart that's at war. And sometimes you need to physically go to war. Not that I agree with that, but whatever. Um, but you can do it with a peaceful heart. You know, in this one example that they gave, he would go in and he would he would make sure that people were treated like people as best as the situation could allow. You know, um, in the outward mindset, it talks about the SWAT team. And, and originally this particular SWAT team would get complaints, three or four complaints, like almost one a week. And each one would cost the department upwards of $70,000. And and he he learned this different way. And it talks about how they did this, this drug raid. And one of the members of the SWAT team went in and made baby bottles with formula to help quiet down the children because it was nothing but pure chaos. And... Mm -hmm it worked out better. So it's like shifting that vibration into a one of kindness and compassion. One of how can I look at this person as a person? You know, there was this organization that had to cut a hundred million dollars from their budget. And they were like, how do we do this? And when they started to look at how these cuts would affect individuals in the business, okay, well, if we lay off this person, what's that actually going to do? And, and, 
it over the course of a few years, planning like that became a way that they did business. And they did. They managed to cut a hundred thousand or a hundred million dollars from their budget. And it worked out, everything worked out better. But I find it so fascinating that you're bringing up the Bible and it's like, oh my goodness, same thing, just different, different words. Different words. You know, of, of yesterday, I, I, I gave a speech at UCI. A UCI is like a Notre Dame college, right? Prestigious mm -hmm. college and everything else. Everybody asked me, how did I get it? So I don't know. I, I talked to the guy one day, called him up. I said, I, I want to speak. So he had me speak, right? And I'm thinking it's going to be like a huge crowd, right? I'm like, I mean, because I'm speaking, right? It was about maybe about 15 kids, right? 15 college kids, right? Most of them graduated. They're from India. They're from China. They're from all over, but they're no Americans. I said, this is interesting. This is cool. So I said, guys, what I'm going to teach you is this is 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 going to be worth more than this college ed education in one hour. After I was done, oh, my God, these kids gave me a hug. They told me it was the best program that they ever been to. No other coach ever made them get up and dance and do assignments. It says, thank you, thank you, thank you. And what I told them, I said, listen to me, don't thank me, thank God. But it, it's just, this is just what I do for a living. It's just a craft, right? But but is the biggest concept was I was teaching them how to have a higher vibration. Mm. That negative stuff is not going to do you any good. Doubting, worry, fear, stress. That is that. Now that to me is the devil. Of God is always a higher vibration. Now my mother was a PK. She 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 was a <laughs> preacher kid, right? So I, the Bible I know it left and right. But when I started learning this stuff, I'm like, wait a minute. There's something about the Bible that's different. People who, who 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 didn't do well had a lower vibration. People who did extremely well, they focused on God, whatever they call God, the higher power, themselves, whatever, and they changed everything. So I keep that, I keep like what John has taped. I keep my magic words taped, you know, just, just to have them. Do I know them easily, effortlessly, naturally? I absolutely do. But I keep them there taped. I also keep my emotional guidance scale to raise the vibration because every time I have a client or myself, every time, you know, we need to raise the vibration of our clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I and, and ourselves. Oh, uh, and myself. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> my many selves. But uh, yes, yes, I do. And but I teach it, you know, when I am, when I have the opportunity to speak in Vegas or Boston or, or locally or wherever, you know, I put that screen out there like these are it. Find it. You know, it's on the Internet. These are it. You know, you can move. You just ask yourself a question, you know, and then you are in that that zone of making miracles happen or acknowledging or accepting and receiving and not in the negativity or as john said which is totally awesome the slavery of negativity because it will keep you in bondage and chained and hurt you and remember one small thing whatever you focus on you will feel so think about this and then i told these kids this as yesterday if you're in slavery, how can you accomplish your goals? Right. So you're at a lower vibration and you're trying to accomplish something. I said, that's totally impossible. You can't do it.
going to work. I'm stopping the recording. We're going to keep going, but I want to stop it.